welcome to episode three of Generation Mix. This is the podcast where a dad runs through the compilation CDs he's been making for the last four years for his son. I'm the dad, I'm Neil. Uh, and I'm Joel, I'm the son. And today we are going to be investigating the music of Rock's Greatest Chameleon. That's Major Tom, he was Ziggy Stardust, the Thin White Duke, whatever you choose to call him, it is of course David Bowie. Now, shortly before I made this CD, I picked up a copy of the uh, Changes Bowie CD that came out in 1990, which means that Joel had the major hits of the artist already. So with this CD, we're going to be going somewhat deeper into the artist's back catalogue. This means we won't be investigating tracks like Space Oddity or Changes, Ziggy Stardust, uh, Rebel Rebel, Heroes or Golden Years or Fashion or Let's Dance. We'll be looking at some of those more obscure tracks from his entire catalogue. Also, this CD was actually made... I believe, about two or three days before Bowie himself died in 2016. Mm. Um, this also means there's no representation from the very last album, which is called Black Star. We're going to dive straight into a track that was actually a pretty big hit for David Bowie from the Ziggy Stardust album, and I still don't quite get why it wasn't on Changes Bowie, and that is this. Didn't know what time it was, the lights were low, oh, oh, I leaned back on my radio, oh, oh, some cat was laying down some rock and roll at a solar cell. Then the loud sound that seemed to fight, came back like a slow voice on a wave of That was Starman from the album The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, or as I've listed it on your track here, just Ziggy Stardust, because that's far too long. There's a starman waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'll blow our minds. Thank you. Okay, what do you think of Starman? Hey, it's good. I like it. It's a good track, isn't it? I, I still don't know why it's not on that greatest hits. This was your a, this favorite. Was, it was your favorite David Bowie song, wasn't it? Oh no, no. It used to be. My favorite David Bowie song will be coming up later. That was from Bowie's major breakthrough uh, from 1972. So let's leap forward to a number two hit single, and it was the title track of a film from 1987, and it's called Absolute Beginners. Nothing much to offer There's nothing much to take I'm an absolute beginner But I'm 
So what do you think of Absolute Beginners? I think I'm kind of neutral to it. <laughs> neutral? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Pokemon new tier list YouTube videos and the middle tier list is is known as the neutral tier list. Okay, so, so you I, don't dislike it, you don't like it. Yeah, um, I'm kind of neutral to it. Fair enough. I quite like Absolute Beginners, but um, it's a bit of an ignored and almost forgotten... Bowie song because it was in his a bit of a creative slump in the mid 80s where his records were not well received even if they did sometimes sell however the next track is my all time favourite Bowie track and it's from what I think is his best album which is Hunky Dory and it's the incredibly brilliant Life on Mars I like Life on Mars, it's really good. It's a good song. Is it your favourite Bowie track or I don't know. You don't know? I mean there's you like it, so there's some other contenders for favourite Bowie there's track. There's one other contender for Oh okay. Um, Actually there's two. There's two. So All right. Um, One of them sometimes really annoys me, though. Okay, well, we'll save it until we get there. Hunky Dory's such a good album. It's one that you really should borrow off me at some time. The next track is from Aladdin Sane, which was the follow-up album to Ziggy Stardust. It's believed to be about um, another glam rock artist at the time, Mark Bolan, and it's called The Prettiest Star. He says, staying back in your memory are the movements in the past. How you move is all it takes to sing a song of when I love Prettiest Star. The Prettiest Star from Aladdin Sane? That song annoys me. Why is that? I don't know. Is it. Bum, 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 that just annoys me. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> I was squishing my squishy hard in that song. I, I, I'm not that fond of the Aladdin Sane album as a whole, I have to agree. Uh, but I'd like The Prettiest Star. There's a track I really like on there, which I wouldn't have put on here for you, because it's got some swearing on it. It's a track called Time. Moving on, we are leaping all the way to what was at the time the most recent Bowie album. So Bowie released an album called Reality in 2003, which isn't represented on this compilation. Uh, And then he went completely silent for a decade and nobody heard anything. And then all of a sudden he came back with a single and a new album and the album was called The Next Day. And what I've got on here is the second single that was drawn from that called The Stars Are Out Tonight. And the living, their jealousy is spilling 
I don't like that one. You don't at all? No. Oh, our first serious it's, miss on this boring. I can no see haters, why you, no haters. I can see why you say that. The there is it's quite a single note melody. It's uh, the interest in the track is all in the instrumentation and the playing in the background rather than the melody of the song. Like in the last song, the weird noises he makes really annoying. <laughs> Okay, so that's, so that's kind of two two misses in a row, really. Oh, it's yes. not going too well. So let's go to what an album that is viewed as being somewhat of a career highlight. And again, this track was a top five hit and isn't on this um, Changes Bowie compilation, which again, I don't quite get. Um, and it's from Lowe, um, his 1977 classic album. Um, and the track is Sound and Vision. Don't you wonder sometimes about sound and vision? is a good song I like this one quite a bit and if I'd heard it more often it could have been a contender for my favourite at one point you did actually say this was your favourite some some, about a year or so yeah I haven't heard it enough though yeah you perhaps ought to listen to these CDs a little bit more before we do these recordings (laughs) yeah we've already had one track that was specifically written for a film uh, the next track was not only written for a film, Bowie starred in the film as the Goblin King. And so what we have next is Magic Dance from the Labyrinth soundtrack. You remember me as a babe, babe with the power, power of voodoo, remind me of the babe. I saw my babe. So, I don't like that one. What don't you like about it? It's... I don't know, I just don't like it. It's very... I can't put my finger on it. It's very, very of its time. That is so sounding like the mid-80s. Yeah. You've seen the film Labyrinth, though. I'm sure I've showed it you, haven't you? Yeah. Um, No. You have, you have seen it. I don't think I have. You've definitely watched Labyrinth. And if you haven't, we will do. It probably is a PG, yes. Then I'm unlikely to have seen it. You will. Because I remember most PGs I've seen. In that case, we're going to have to have you watch Labyrinth again. I know uh, you've watched it. 
it's a really good family film. I think I remember every film. single PG I've seen, so I don't think it'll be a... I have seen it. He's seen it. I wouldn't have not let him see Labyrinth. Um, I would have wanted to skip that song. Well, the, the song in context in the film is perfectly fine. Maybe it doesn't stand out of context in the same way. Okay. The next track is the second selection that I made from the then-current The Next Day album, and it's that big comeback single called Where Are We Now? to get the train from Potsdam of Flats You never knew that that I could do that just walking the dead So try and imagine 2012 Nothing's been heard of from Bowie. And then all of a sudden that track appears. Well, if I had heard it, I wouldn't have been interested in David Bowie at all. Really? I don't I didn't like that track. I found it boring. Again. It's slow. No and haters, careful. please. No haters, please. I, I, I prefer Where Are We Now to The Stars Are Out Tonight. We are gonna return now to the uh, nearly peerless Hunky Dory album for my second favourite track um, and this is all about it's a kind of advice that he was giving to his then newborn son and the track is called Kooks And if you ever have to go to school Remember how they messed up this old fool Don't pick fights with the bullies or the cats Cause I'm not much cop at punching other people's dads And if the homework brings you down Then we'll throw it on the fire and take the car downtown Will you stay in the lover's story? If you stay, you won't be sorry Cause we believe in you So that's kooks. That's true. The song's dry. I don't know. The song is not dry. You are flat wrong on this. How can you say a song is dry when it contains the lines, don't pick fights with the bullies and the cads because I'm not much cop at punching other people's dads. I mean, that's brilliant. (laughs) Okay, that's a good line. Yeah, I think is you you decided it was dry dry. partway through. It's not dry. It's bouncy. It's. You know what it is? It's not bouncy. It is bouncy. You, you know what the song is? Well, yeah. Any song is going to sound like that when you do it in that voice. But you know what the song is? What? It's kooky. Kooks is kooky. As a, it's great lyrics. Really, really bouncy tune. You are wrong on that. We return to Aladdin Sane. Um, this is our second and uh, final visit to that album for the track Drive In Saturday. Oh, 
Driving Saturday from Aladdin Sane. I like that one. Oh, I I thought you were gonna. I like the chorus. The chorus is great. But I you don't were... like the rest of the song though. So I, I I I'm neutral to it again. Oh, okay, neutral's better than negative, I suppose. Yeah. Our next track, and this brings us to about halfway through our run through, is the title track from his third album. And the track is called The Man Who Sold the World. Okay, I preferred that one to most of the others. Really? Yes, but it's still kind of neutral. How can that be neutral? The intro is good. I really like the intro. The intro's a great bit of guitar work. But I really like The Man Who Sold the World. and It's one of the songs that I knew least about of, of Bowie's when um, I first got into him in the, in the 90s. One of the good things about the fact that I gave you that CD, Changes Bowie, is that was my introduction to David Bowie because a friend of mine owned it. Um, and then I kind of went off him for a while and then I got back into him again. That kind of happens with music sometimes, particularly stuff that you started to listen to in your teen years, which is not far away from you. Six weeks and you're a teen. Right, the next track is from an album called Pinups. See Emily play from Pinups. I like that one. It's fun. How much do you like it? Um, not enough to be my my favourite at all. It's okay. not. It's not even. It's not as good as stuff as Sound and Vision, Life and Mars, and some of the other ones that are later to come. Do you but know I that, like it. Did you know that that's a cover? He didn't write that. What? That was an originally a song by Pink Floyd. That's why I liked it because I've I've gained over the past six months or so I've gained an appreciation for rock music that I never thought I had by listening to a lot of Green Day, um, My Chemical Romance. um, Pink Floyd aren't that kind of rock music though. So, and they certainly weren't when they recorded this. And and (laughs) Uh, within the last six months, I finally did you a Daddy's introduction to Pink Floyd. And see Emily play the original version from Sid Barrett's version of Pink Floyd is on there, um, so that might be why you recognised it a little bit more than some of the other tracks that we have already revisited. Yes, I guess. 
Interesting. I, I was expecting you to say you didn't like it, and then I was going to turn around and say, ha ha, Bowie didn't write this. We return to Low for um, the second of four visits to that particular album, and this is the track Breaking Glass. Breaking Glass, Joel. Okay, I like that one. The same for the same reasons I like the previous one. Like what, Sound and Vision. No. Oh. The one that the came. See Emily play this the yes. guitar work. Is it? Or... Uh, yeah, it's the type thing. Okay. <laughs> Whatever new means. Um, that actually slightly surprises that me that you synth like that electric guitar type well, thing. Well, Lowe's a very unusual album, so. We'll be looking at another couple of tracks in due course, and I'll be interested to see what you think of those as well. The next track is the final one from the Ziggy Stardust album, um, and it's Rock and Roll Suicide. Neutral to this one. <laughs> neutral again. <laughs> but probably lower neutral than oh, the other Oh, lower ones. neutral, almost I reverse. I don't like it as much as the other neutral ones, but it's okay. still neutral. Yeah. I still don't like it or well, dislike it. Ziggy Stardust, the album, follows a almost like a story trajectory. And this is the end of the story. So it's kind of, I suppose, a little out of context in the way that the, the album works. Our next pick is going to be controversial amongst Bowie aficionados who may listen to this. It's a it's a track that some Why people I love this one. Well, that's giving it away. This is the equivalent of picking Maxwell Silverhammer or Obla Di Obla Da on the Beatles compilation. It's going to speak for itself. Didn't they teach you to get your hair cut at school? You look like a rolling gnome. Now they're staying up the chimney And we're living on caviar and honey Cause they're earning me lots of money Fighting comedy pros for radio shows It's the, uh, it's the gnome service of course I love this one, said the laughing gnome. I mean, it's it's unique in, it's fun. in his back catalogue. And your sister really likes laughing gnome as well. She she sang it at, um, at your grandparents. We both sang it, actually. It was mainly her. 
Yeah, she, she uh, does the she does the known. She voices. did the known voices. I did the David Bowie <laughs> <Bernie> stuff. <laughs> I'm a laughing gnome, and, and there's those pretty terrible gnome-based puns. <laughs> the gnome office. Um, <laughs> I love them. But you really like the laughing gnome. Yes. So this was a hit single. It, it sank without trace when he released it in 67. But it got re-released by his first ever record label once he became successful in the mid in, in the early 70s and got into the chart and got quite high in the chart. And for a lot of rock critics and Bowie aficionados, they hate this track. Oh. But the thing is, you were eight or nine when this was made and I thought that that was a good intro, introductory kind of track for someone that age, because it is family friendly. I yeah. and you know what, I do like the laughing gnome as well. He ha 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 ha. He he he. It's enough. Um, <laughs> and we couldn't get a more different contrast from the laughing gnome than what I picked for you next, which is the third track I picked from Low. The instrumental art decade from side two of Low, which was entirely instrumental. How is that not from a movie? Well, it's not. What? I mean, it may have been used, but it wasn't written for a movie. It sounds like those scenes in the Pokemon movies where they are heading upon an evil, mythical Pokemon or something. Okay. Well, I like Pokemon movies, so... But I, I okay. think that there's an oriental feel to that, which might be where you get the Pokemon idea from. Also, it reminds me quite a bit of our last Daddy's Introduction to review, which was Mike Oldfield. I could hear that being similar to Mike Oldfield. Well, I do like that one. Stuff, which so. you do like. You, you like you like the track? Yes. You, so that's three out of three for the low album that you've liked. You haven't even gone neutral on one of them. I think you read... You might want to borrow the whole of the Low album from me. Well, I can't because I don't have a record player. I've got it on CD. I don't have it on vinyl. Oh, okay. <laughs> At least That's not yet. Better. If anyone no, would like to you're send not me, getting more vinyl. If anyone would like to send me a heavyweight vinyl copy of Low, I will be most uh, accepting of that. Just contact me on Facebook. I'll let you know my address. Don't um, do it. Don't do it. He doesn't need any more records. The... <laughs> Next track returns us back for the last time to the Ziggy Stardust album, and it's Lady Stardust.
That one was so boring. <laughs> I, I actually oh, pick, man. picked up my weird spiderweb thing and started flinging it across the room. Lady Stardust isn't boring. You know, it's yes, the second. It is. It's also the second song on here that's pretty much about Mark Bolan from T Rex. Like um, the prettiest stars about Mark Bolan, because they were kind of rivals and friends at one point. Um, um, anyway, our final visit now to the Low album. I'll be intrigued to hear what you say about it because if you like this one too, then. I'm going to have to lend you the whole album. I'm unlikely to listen to it, though, because I don't oh, listen to CD player that much. New career in a new town, Joel. Uh, oh no. The like low album one. fell at the final hurdle for you. That one was low. Three out of four ain't bad, as Meatloaf didn't quite sing. We come now to a track from Diamond Dogs. I really like Diamond Dogs' album. It took me a long time to get to like it, and I wanted to include something from it. So 1984 from Diamond Dogs. I like it, but I definitely don't love it. It's almost neutral, but I do like it. Okay. That album, Diamond Dogs, came about because he wanted to do a musical of George Orwell's book, 1984. And you can hear the title track effectively was that, was going to be 1984. Our penultimate pick sees us roll backwards in time to when Bowie was not a successful artist. This predates Space Oddity, which was his big first hit from 1969. Um, And it's from his very first album. It's called Sell Me a Coat, from the originally self-titled David Bowie album. Jack Frost ain't so Sell me a coat with buttons of silver Sell me a coat that's red or gold Sell me a coat with little batch pockets Sell me a coat cause I feel cold Go on. I used to love this one, but now I think I'm neutral to it. Oh, okay. Um, this is come... There's actually quite a lot of decent tracks on that album, but it was not a successful album by any stretch. It didn't launch him as a star. So now we come to our final track. And I couldn't resist including this. 
as this is my second favourite Bowie track of all time and it is on the Changes Bowie album So that was, of course, Ashes to Ashes. Ashes to Ashes, funk to funky. We know Major Tom's a junkie. Ashes to Ashes is was a massive number one hit single in, in 1980. And it deserved it. <laughs> the video scared the heck out of me. So I was six when... Was it a this... dead person by any chance? No, no. It was he. He was in his costume, which was like a, a, a Piero clown outfit, walking along the beach, with a kind of scary-looking digger coming behind them in the crowd, and it was all um, kind of odd colours. It was a really strange video, and I'm not alone in saying that that That's video scared scary. the heck out of me. That sounds scary. Um, so it took... It, it in doesn't fact, sound as bad as the Pink Floyd video for Another oh, Brick no, in the no. Wall. It still sounds scary, because clowns are scary. <laughs> Ashes to Ashes video scarred me so much that by the time that Changes Bowie album I've been constantly referring to came out, I kind of wanted to not like David Bowie because of Ashes to Ashes video. And yet, it's my second favourite Bowie track after Life on Mars. Why make an amazing song with a hellishly creepy video? But the hellishly Same cre- as Pink Floyd. Why? thing is that that video, Ashes to Ashes, that nightmarish video is absolutely perfect for the song. It's the perfect marriage. When you see it, you go... I can't imagine anything else suiting I that can. song as a video. It's about a Major Tom, which basically means in space. Why not just have a guy lost in space? It fits so much better. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it it's does. Mo- it's not really... It's not a sequel exactly to Space Oddity. So that's our completed run-through of the David Bowie CD. And I want to mention that there's... Another one of my all-time favourite Bowie albums that is not represented at all, and that's Station to Station. And looking at this list, I sometimes wish I'd left things like perhaps Magic Dance and or The Stars Are Out Tonight and a couple of other tracks off in favour of the title track of Station to Station. But that title track is something like 12 minutes long. But it's fantastic, and I wish I'd included it. So, overall, what did you think of your introduction to David Bowie? Mostly neutral, I'd say. Mostly neutral? Okay. But there were some really good tracks on it. Some okay tracks and some really bad tracks. I mean, even looking back myself, I've got to say that that compilation is flawed. Very much so. That, That wouldn't be what I'd have put together for you now. 
Um, and I may well have kind of kicked back and picked a few more tracks from that changes Bowie after all because it makes a better listening experience. But you've got that. You can listen to that at any time. Mm. And I think you should because I the like, hits on I there have are listened to it. Most of the songs on there I do like. Well, there you go. Um, so, as a combination, that and my compilation is a good primer for the work of David Bowie, really. That concludes our run through of the Daddy's Introduction to David Bowie CD. It's time now for our regular feature. Joel's Revenge! <laughs> what so, is our song, Joel? So, since a lot of David Bowie's songs can be quite silly, like Laughing Gnome, yeah. I picked a song that's quite silly. It's not what I think it is, is it? It is what you think it is. Oh, no. I don't you, know how I'm going to put and this. And you need to watch the video instead of what, instead of just listen to it because it's so much better with the video. I've seen this before. So it's still brilliant. It's still brilliant. It's still revenge because you don't like it. I need to make you like it. So that was Life is Fun, of course, by Boy in a Band and The Odd Ones Out. The Odd Ones Out is an animator and The Boy in the Band is, I think, a music maker? I don't know. Right. Um, And they put their ideas together to make a song about an optimist and a pessimist. And... It's a, and event. There's some very dark parts, of yes. course, because it's a pessimist. Well, no, but that, that, dark. That that song is like all of social media ever. Okay. It it's it's kind but of. But in the end, the yeah. You don't get what I mean when I say that, though. When I say all of social media, pessimist of agrees with pessimist. the. Pessimist, whatever, agrees it's, it's, with the... It, I mean, there was so much optimist. in there that's like people saying, I've got a great life, and the response is being, yeah, but you, your parents will have done this. And, and it's... The yeah, whole the whole song is basically social media, as it's been for the last five years. And mm. Still you're, fun. I mean, the, 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 good, the best message out of that entire song isn't the whole life is fun, you've got to make the most of it. The whole best message is that the guy at the end says, it's your life, you can live it how you wish. Exactly. I was just saying these things. And it's and he goes, well, in that case, that is the good message in the song. Is actually, it's, it's about being a... For me, that song is about being able to hear alternative viewpoints and listen to them and not reject them out of hand because they don't fit your worldview. So do you like it more than you used to or less? Or the same? I... It's the same. It just is. Um, Do you like it or like not, it. then? I don't particularly like it, no. Do you like the message? The overall message of the song, I suppose, it's okay, yeah. Yay! Life is fun, apparently. <laughs> um, we will be 
coming back again in about two weeks time as ever at the end of this podcast you will hear a little musical clue as to what the next one might well be but until next time thank you very much for listening and we'll see you again uh, this has been generation mix bye bye